figure everything out. Hey, hey, we should be live now. Good to... We are live. Beautiful. What is up, guys? So, there's one viewer. Fuck you, viewer. That's probably me, so I'm allowed to say fuck that. Okay, so... For those who are listening to CastBox, you guys are going to at least listen to the intro. So, me and No Lines were having a conversation before we started this live show, okay? And if you don't check out the show, it's at dlive.tv slash no lives matter, and we're on Trogo as well, right? No Lives? We are. Same, uh, same in uh, show, yeah, but uh, having a little trouble getting into it. Probably because okay. the back end's probably just not as good. Even if it runs okay. better than D-Live, but that's just me having a whinge. Yeah, well... So, yeah, we were having a conversation. Were we not? We, we were having a conversation on um, Africa. Okay. So, if you haven't noticed, me spurred out about colonial history. Me spurring in no lives is like... Okay, that's cool. Trault, thank you for yeah, the 500. I'm not sure what that is. We're talking about the breadbaskets of Africa. Where everyone knows about Rhodesia. Everyone knows how South Africa was great for uh, farming. But Kenya. Kenya was a really great country for farming. And if uh, the Europeans farm. held on to, you know, South Africa and Kenya, it'd be a great, great place. So what started that conversation was the Frontier Wars in Australia. Explain the Frontiers War. Okay, so the Frontier War was basically a small colonial, small-scale conflict between the Australians and Aboriginal tribes that were just around, you know. It was uh, basically Paleolithic guerrillas trying to just steal shit from colonists. You know? And the reason that I was looking into the Frontiers Wars is... um. As a colonial buff, you, you see people, you know, like the great Indian wars that happened in America. Um, you've seen many, many conflicts in Africa. And yes, there is a little bit of a, a larger population within America and Africa. Don't get me wrong. But I was trying to figure out why, why there was never a great coalition against the Europeans. And uh, no lies... Explain your idea. Uh, for, in Australia, right? Is that what you're talking yes. about? Okay, so the I, I, the hypothesis I have is that there just, there just wasn't enough people there to sustain a massive confederation, you know? I mean, very early on, there was a, a, a decent attempt by this fellow by the name of Pemelwoy. He got into, gone into with, with the uh, governor of the, what was it, the Botany Bay Colony, I think. And, yeah, they had a bit of a tiff, but then they got their shit pushed in, as you'd expect. And uh, another idea is the lack of technology transfer. Um, so, for example, Hawaii, one of the few countries to stay relatively independent until America fully flexed their muscles. There was a lot of sailors coming in through there and transferring goods. Uh, South Africa had people going into the interior, trading with the blacks. The first like 100, 200 years of America was white people living on the coast going into the interior and trading. 
So the Australians never really got the chance to have a technological transfer over to them. From feel free to debate me or, or say I'm wrong, but everyone should fight for their homeland. Just others are better at fighting for their homeland. Um, also, thank you, Sunshine. Yep. Um, Doing the triple threat, I think. The and then I also, I also got a entropy set up. I don't know how that completely works. I, I have not really the, ever. No, that's not the link. I have not really completely dived into it. I would like a few dollars for my struggles, though. Struggles of dealing with all you guys. The so, main struggle is dealing with my autism. But, yeah, there, there's times that I have to explain something that should have been a simple con uh, simple idea to, like, eight paragraphs with him. You should see our, see our chats. Well, um, well, you know, you, you could just use a couple of prepositions and proper grammar. That might help. I'm American. I make the grammar. That's how free we are. Yep. You're free enough that no one understands you. Exactly. Who the hell needs to understand us? We just have a boot to everyone's face. Pretty much. I'm also double streaming on Trovo. No one's watching it, though. I mean, you probably I think should. I am. It's a better site. Just go to Trovo. Oh, dude, it's a hell of a lot smoother. So anyone that is on here, Trovo link is going to be posted in there. It's also easier to navigate. That's the big thing. But we also have to pay obeisance to our D-Live overlords. Leave us alone. We uh, we love China. China, great. China, number one. Uh, China is the greatest national socialist country in this world. Hey, that's too far, man. I mean, they are. I mean, the social system is something that Republicans say Nazis would do. Is it? I haven't really looked into it. All I know is the social credit score. The only saving grace is that you can actually improve yourself in the social credit system. What, like Whereas we over, to, over here, you know, there is no apologizing. There's no. We need to dive up. into that. I, I, we need to find some good shit on that one. That's a show that'd be interesting. Okay, so oh. today we're gonna finish off rats. All you ghetto motherfuckers out there, uh, don't do drugs, kids, and uh, don't break the law. And if Both. you break the law, I don't want to know about it. I don't care about it. Just make sure you do it and do it well. There you go. Do it quietly and don't take your phone with you. Yeah. All right. So we're nearing the end of rats. This is the end. The appendix. It's about the read technique, which. We alluded to at some point. Okay, so you find yourself under arrest because of a snitch. Hopefully you've listened to the advice earlier in the booklet. You've cleaned up your act and your surroundings once you knew there was one in your midst, and the only thing you were arrested for is information given by him. First thing to understand what... Uh, okay, I think we might have covered this one, actually. Yeah, I think it's the second one. Because we went like two hours last show. Yeah, okay. Some common sense of OPSEC. These common sense OPSEC tips are for any group or individual whose activities might draw the attention of the state. Someone will protect you against snitches. Someone will just protect you, period. The author is MJR, who works in security. If you wish to have a private conversation, leave your home and your office and go outside, take a walk, or go somewhere public where no and notice who is near you. 
Don't say anything you don't want to hear repeated when there is any possibility of being recorded. Never leave a copy of a document or list behind unless you want it found. And take a minute to duplicate an irreplaceable document and keep the duplicate in a safe place. Back up and store important computer disks off-site. Sensitive data and membership lists should be kept under lock and key. Keep your mailing lists, donor lists and personal phone books away from light-fingered people. Always maintain a duplicate off-site in a safe place. Know your printer if you're about to publish. Your mailing house and anyone you, you are trusting to work on any part of a project is sensitive. Don't hire a stranger as a messenger. Checks for electronic safe surveillance are only effective for the time they are being done and are only effective as they are being done if you are sure of any persons doing the sweep. Don't use code on the phone. If you're being tapped and the transcript is used against you in court, the coded conversation could be alleged to be anything. Don't say anything on the phone, you don't want to hear it in an open court. Don't gossip on the phone. Smart is valuable to anyone listening. It makes everyone vulnerable. If you're being followed, get the license number and description of the car and people in the car. Photograph the people following you, or have a friend do so. If you're followed or feel vulnerable, call a friend. Don't tough it out alone. They are trying to frighten you. Start a fact, acts, and circumstantial file. After each incident, write details down. Facts of the time, date, occasion, incident, characteristics of the persons, acts of what they did, circumstantial is the impressions and anything odd about the situation. Use the FAC file and keep notes from unsettling situations. See if a pattern emerges. Do FOIA requests for your file under the FOIA and pursue the agencies until they give you all the documents filed under your name. Brief your group on known or suspected surveillance. Report thefts of materials from your office or home to the police's criminal acts. Assess your undertaking from, from a security point of view. Understand your vulnerabilities. Assess your allies and your adversaries. As objectively as you can, don't underestimate the opposition and don't take chances. Exactly. Don't risk your ass. Exactly. There you go. Recognize your organizational personal strengths and weaknesses. Discuss incidents with cohorts, family, and your group. Call the press if you have hard information about surveillance or harassment. Discussion makes the dirty work the snitches over. Now, this one might be a bit tough with us, but uh, it still can't hurt. Addendum on note-taking. Facts, accents, circumstantial. Although some might consider the following to be overkill, MJR also has experience facing opponents in court and offers this brief primer on taking the kind of notes that can guide you through a very tough grilling by police or prosecutors. He writes, when pairing an FAC list, you should, you are going to have to take notes about what's going on. The notes should be written in a clear and concise way. Use professional language and be prepared to substantiate what you record. No one, nev one never knows you could be wrong and get sued, or if you do get arrested, this could be the basis for a defense from entrapment. Entrapment. The notebook you use should be lined with a margin on the left. Each page should be numbered what to put in the notebook to make it legal. First, you should start with the date. Then on the next line, write the weather conditions. The reason for the record of what the weather was like is, if, is that the usual first question from a prosecutor or the other side's lawyer is usually about the weather. This is an attempt to discredit your memory. When you make your first entry, write the time an event happened in the left margin. Next, write down what happened or what you found and write down the location, the address or approximate location. Then write down the actions taken by those involved and the names and addresses of any witnesses. If you make a mistake, 
draw one line through the word and write your initials next to it. And don't leave any lines blank. If more things happen during the day, they all go under the same date. If the date changes, you should start a new date with the weather. When you finish the last entry of the day, sign your name. This makes it a legal document. Write the notes as soon as possible after an incident. Last but never least, least if you are going to reuse this book in court under no circumstances should you rip out any of the pages. That will only give the other side ammo to use against you. The questions you will face will revolve around you hiding something. Here's an example of what it looks like. Okay, sunny with few clouds, 73 degrees in Bergy units. I met with Blank on, at Do Dunkin' Donuts, 123 West Street, any place New York. He wanted to know if we were going to teach the man a lesson. I told him I would let him know when later. Yeah, okay, I'm pretty sure you all see this, but yeah. You wanna you wanna put it up on the uh, the Zoom as well, oh. so I can pull it a little bit better. I probably should. Yeah. All right. Uh, don't look at my computer. There we go. Hold on. Hold on. I keep. I am a forgetful dickhead. Sorry about that, Blake. Where is it? You're good, bud. So, the gist of this is, uh, as gay as journaling is, it's probably a good idea, just even to keep track of yourself. Follow it out, buddy. There it is. Found it. All right. Sorry, bud. All right, so we'll see in this. Oh, wait. Let me fix that for everyone else. So we'll see it. Got a good example. All right, let's move on. This is Appendix 3. I've and okay, so it's line up a lawyer. I've adapted this from advice handed out by the helpful anonymous lawyer whose tips have appeared throughout this booklet. How to hire the right lawyer. Every person engaging in or planning to engage in legal, illegal or controversial activities needs to have an attorney already online. After you've been busted and are standing around at the police station, it's not a good time to be leafing through the yellow pages. At least not if you're serious about avoiding a long stay in custody. You should also expect to drop some money up front on a consultation with a potential defense attorney. Again, calling from a police station is not a good moment to find out that the attorney whose number you've been carrying in your pocket hates your cause, doesn't take cases like yours, or has a conflict of interest. In theory, even an attorney who hates you and everything you do should be able to give you a good defense, but that varies and is definitely not worth the risk. Make sure you and the attorney are comfortable with and have some reasonable basis for trusting each other. Because if you get in trouble, you are going to have to be seriously ready to open up your, to your attorney if you want a chance of winning. Always have a lawyer on retainer. One of the good 1.0 advice I've learned in my life. Three, former DAs and former public defenders are a good first choice. But keep in mind that DAs often are of the lock them up all up frame of mind while public defenders are frequently used just used to just pleading their clients out to get to the best deal possible without concern for actual guilt or innocence there is this is another reason you want to have consulted with the attorney before you need one and yes this may well mean you go through a couple interviews and pay a couple of fees before you find the right one by interview and part four by interview i mean find out how much the lawyer charges for a half hour of time on a consultation then go on expecting to pay that. When you first interview an attorney, you don't have to lay out in detail what you're up to. Perhaps just say that you're a free speech advocate or a drug legalization advocate. 
whatever the general truth is, and that you've been advised to have a good criminal defense attorney on tap because these days even innocent people are at peril from snitches and sloppy justice. Ask the attorney's thoughts on your general activities, their length of time working in criminal defense, no longer is better but not always, their experience with people who've been accused by snitches, their willingness to show up at 2am if that's when you get busted, or not per se a deal killer but be prepared to spend the night in jail otherwise. If you already have an attorney, and part five, if you already have an attorney you like and trust but who do doesn't do criminal law, you can ask who or she would recommend. Again, you'd still want to do an advanced consult or interview with your proposed attorney. Spending a few dollars on a consultation can save you a lot of money and headaches down the road. And number six, never forget your right to remain silent, except for I'd like my attorney, please. Repeat as often as necessary. Well, uh, there's not a whole lot more to say about this book. There's just two pages um, left. Basically just a couple links. Yeah, it's, it's links. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Dead is link. it going to pop up with the links? It will. Give me a sec. The first okay. one was a dead link. Second one's a dead link. How to handle a snitch at trial. I think this one's legit. Yep, here it is. Putting in the chat. Let's see the last one. The throwaways. Already... That's one hell of an article, that one. That article's that about the... That one I'm actually keeping. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a laugh. It's not a laugh right, it's a fucking tragic story. Dude, that's, that's actually really horrible. Uh, just the gist of it. Um, it is too long to read on show, though. It's going to have to be another show. If we do yeah, that that would be a show within itself, especially keeping to the hour to two hour frame. And um, here's another one. I just dumped that one. I think it's dead. Probably is dead. And don't talk to the pigs. This one's a classic. We've all seen it. Okay, looks like the uh, dudes claimed it, copy claimed it, um, and an interrogation guide, hopefully that one flies. That one I hope works, because and I can find you fucked. Okay. I can talk, I can find you don't talk to cops. Yeah, I just don't want to do that on there. Okay, um, I will get that on there. Um, can you like save all of these links so I can throw it on the cast box as well? They're all in the chat, bud. I can you throw them in the Zoom chat? I can. Give me a sec. I'm sure the audience is loving this. Well, okay. If you guys are watching on Castbox, you will love this shit. So, shut up, horse. You heard him. Shut your whole mouth. Okay. So here is the link that I have been sent. A billion times. Um, don't talk to cops. There you are, all three. There you go. Hell yeah. So, today we're going to talk about oath cucks. Oath sleepers. Um, so, I do acknowledge that every group has its snitches. 
Uh, you're never going to get away from that in any outside the norm or even in the norm at this point because they're considering 80 million people in the U.S. to be terrorists. Um, you always expect at least more than a couple to be rats. Um, I was just about to watch her video on a uh, mask, how they can be fashion accessories. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a little laugh right, you know. I've been. Mean, being I, cheeky it, in that one. Is it, is it worth watching? Is it yeah, worth it's watching? pretty good. It's definitely worth watching. At least for a bit, and then you get well, the gist of it, and yeah. I knew the shit was, or like, as soon as Gucci and all these other companies started selling masks, I'm like, women are going to turn these into fashion accessories. Like, I know it might be a laugh riot, but I knew it was going to happen. Well, yeah. As soon as people start making their own mask and shit. Look, that's just what women do. You can't fault them for it. I don't know. I love it. I love it. I love seeing a, a white fist on a... Uh, Fucking mask. That was pretty funny. I really wanted to tell the guy that you shouldn't be wearing the white fist. But <laughs> hey, what he gets for wearing a black mask with BLM and a fist written in white. Well, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't have a Proud Boys logo on it with the ah, with yeah. the big black cock on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> you either have that or you. Which side of the cuck sandwich do you want today? <sighs> oh. So. Yeah, in the, in the chair with so, the bang is where is where that would have us, right? <laughs> okay, so today we're gonna talk about the Oath Cocks. The Oath Cocks is a fetid out fucking organization. I understand that most militia groups, most skinhead groups, most intergroup here are fed groups. Um. When you go to a, a jiu-jitsu gym, half of those guys are feds. When you go to a boxing gym... Half of those guys are just cops, you know, learning to oppress you better. Yeah, yeah, basically. It's like, honestly, I have no issue with it because if they're going to be the muscle of the state, they should at least have some skill and some training. Right. The, so the state does make thing. some legitimate rests on occasion, so you kind of want them to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> Pissy leak. Pete's just posted the link. Awesome. All right, so before I interrupted you. Um, basically, everywhere there is feds because this is an overwhelming state that's starting to crack. We are living in Soviet Russia with cell phones. Yeah, except we don't even get the guaranteed employment, which is kind of what they have. No. That requires effort, and this government doesn't even bother with effort. Right. right. I mean, in Australia, you're not required to work, but you are required to vote. Yeah. Honestly, not the worst policy, you know. You just have to show up, you know. You don't Wait, to... is that like – how does the voting process work there? Okay, so you show up, you take your little card, they scan it. Because they, they send out cards that are uniquely tied to every single person on the ballot, you know, like a decent wait, country. Wait, that's racist. That's racist. I got told by the American leftists that that's racist. Yeah. Well, it sounds about right. Anyway, okay. they scan it, and then they give you the voting card, and then you can do whatever you want with it. Hand it blank. You can draw big cock and balls on it. You can even vote legitimately, God forbid. 
and then yeah you hand it in and then you're done and if you've got like five bucks you buy a sausage wait do they sell food at voting areas some do mine mine doesn't because they're gay i think i might do that like the next time uh there's a there's a place that's really like right next to my family's. I think I might sell food to the people that are voting. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, hmm. people make a killing. Uh oh, people are starting to go conspiratorial. But we're about to go even farther. Yep, we're about to go even the, farther. The Fed's under the bed. They are there. The Feds say he's an extremist leader who directed rioters. He also had top-secret clearance and worked for the FBI, his attorney says. Riders stormed the U.S. Capitol on... Two, no, yeah, that's just a description of that big picture there. Navy veteran Thomas Edward Caldwell led a group, band of the Oath Keepers extremist group to Washington on January 6th to storm the U.S. Capitol, federal prosecutors allege, helping to mastermind a violent plot to stop lawmakers from certifying Joe Biden's presidential victory. I mean, that's kind of what happened, but... You know, his attorney Thomas K. Plofchin, what the hell's that from? Says he's just a it just isn't a retired lieutenant commander. Caldwell also had a top secret security clearance and served as a section chief for the FBI after leaving the armed forces in 2009. Plofchin said. Those details were revealed in a motion filed Monday asking a judge to release Caldwell from custody, citing his long military career and where was it? His long military career and. He's from, and he also has, sorry, I'm retarded and lost the ability to read. Those details were revealed in a motion filed Monday, asking a judge to release Caldwell from custody, citing his long military career and ability to pass vetting for the high security clearance. His attorney also said that Caldwell has disabilities from his military service that would have prevented him from storming the Capitol. I don't know what took me so long to read that paragraph, but there we go. The FBI did not immediately return as an inquiry late Monday about Caldwell's past employment status, Caldwell's filing, which says he was paid as a GS-12. I don't know what that means. Does not explain how he could have been could have served as an FBI section chief while also being classified at a significantly lower federal pay scale than typically comes with such a position. The claims about Caldwell's suspicious at all. Oh yeah. Feds are under it's the bed. It's almost like he's getting paid by the organization that he's leading. Mm-hmm. The claims about Caldwell's high security clearance and FBI service add to concerns about extremism in the military and law enforcement. I'm seriously going to say that the feds are infiltrated by evil right-wingers? Is that the implication of this no. hunk of shit? Well, okay, so the government is white supremacist and now infiltrated by white supremacists. Okay. The claims about Caldwell's high security clearance and FBI. Okay. The presence of law enforcement officers in the riots reinforces and substantiates the greatest fears many of the public had in the nature of law enforcement in the United States. Michael German, a former FBI special agent and fellow with the Brennan Center for Justice, Liberty, and National Security Programs, told the Washington Post. It's incumbent on the Justice Department, if it wants to restore that confidence, to act quickly to hold the most violent capital rioters accountable, he added. Caldwell lives in Berryville, Virginia, and had been involved in local GOP politics. He was arrested on January 19th in 
on in Virginia on the charges of conspiracy, destruction of government property, obstruction of an official proceeding, and violent entry or disorderly conduct. The government alleges that Caldwell, whom and carry on. Uh, it sounds like uh, we have George Bush Sr. as the Oath Cox leader. Do we? Okay. No, I was making an FBI joke. Okay, then. Uh, this government alleges that Caldwell, whom an FBI agent identified as a leadership role in the Oath Sleepers, sent Facebook messages coordinating with members of the self-styled militia and sharing video from the Capitol. How dumb do you have to be to still be using Facebook to organize shit like this? Oh, they're a bunch of boomers. And I, I mean, hell, the guy may have been a sleeper agent for all I know. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. I storm in the castle. Oh, dude. It's fucking clown world, bro. Yeah. Fucking clown world. Absolute state, boys. I storm in uh, the castle. Scroll uh, down lower so uh, the uh, riot footage isn't on there. Us storming the castle, Caldwell allegedly said in one message that accompanied a video that showed a crowd inside the Capitol, according to the criminal complaint, please share, Sharon was right with me, I'm such an instigator. His case is one of several that prosecutors are building against the Oath Sleepers and the Proud Boys, a far-right group with a history of violence to make the case that the assault on Congress was premeditated and organized by extremists. Federal prosecutors are considering whether to file sedition charges against some of the accused rioters, the AP reported. In Monday's motion for bond, Plof Chan denied that his client is a member of the Oath Keepers, Oath Sleepers. Caldwell is not a member of the organization, nor has he ever been a member of the organization, and if he were, such wait, membership wait. would be protected activity under the First Amendment. Carry on. Wait, he's not an official member? I don't know. Maybe they fired him last second. Okay, that's odd. Because that's what they're accusing him of, is being connected to the... The motion also questioned whether the Facebook messages Caldwell allegedly posted prove his involvement on the January 6th riot, arguing that he was merely relaying news that was circulating through the crowd that some people were inside. Caldwell served as an intelligence officer in the Navy Reserve for 19 years and retired in 95, according to a service record. It is unclear from the records if his retirement before the typical 20-year mark was due to medical issues. Plofchin said Caldwell worked as a section chief in the FBI from 20, 2009 to 2010 after retiring from military service. His attorney listed several multiple service awards. He, he earned and also said he has a top secret military clearance, a security clearance in 79. After leaving the FBI, Caldwell founded a consulting firm that has done business with the Drug Enforcement Administration, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, the Coast Guard and the Army Personnel Command, the motion said. Caldwell has several service-related injuries and other disabilities, his attorney said, including injuries to his shoulders, degenerative lumbar disc disease, and chronic knee pain. He underwent spinal fusion surgery in 2010 that failed, the filing said, and has post-traumatic stress disorder. Moving, sitting for extended periods of time, lifting, carrying, and other physical activities are extremely painful, and Caldwell is limited in his ability to engage in them, the motion said. His attorney also said that witnesses will testify that Caldwell has never entered the U.S. Capitol building and that his physical limitations would have been prevented him from forcibly entering any building or storming past any barrier. Plofcher noted that prosecutors did not include photos of Caldwell in the criminal complaint, although two co-defendants in the case are shown in photos. The government has not identified any photo or video. Yeah, fucking usual bullshit. 
this is all really it's a really weird article it really is it's just it's very schizophrenic it is what are they actually reporting on ex-fbi agent goes into the capital yeah i think that might be all they're doing it's like what does he have to do with the oath keepers other than he knew some of them yeah I think the alleged allegations is that he's a leader, and even though they deny his presence, it's crazy. I don't know what kind of horseshit they're on. I don't know, but uh, we're gonna have Ferocious Chihuahua on. Yep. He seemed to have Sorry, something. No, we're not having FC on. We're having a mild Dalmatian on. All right. He's uh, okay. Just because. Uh, if cause you guys we... can check out the cast box, I set up an entropy. I also posted the link in the chat if a mild Dalmatian wants to come on. Okay, and then uh, check out the Telegram. I don't really have anything else. I'm not really one for shilling anymore. Yeah, so. you got got sick of that nonsense? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't really pay out. No one gives me – no one watches. Yeah can't hurt to do it anyway i mean youtubers do it all the time and it seems to work for them right i don't know share it. give me your shekels that's all i care about your money i can't even say it with as much enthusiasm as i used to yeah you've uh, you've lost the spirit have you the... i've lost my mojo well today was kind of rough today was definitely a little oh. bit rough I'll put the uh, chat, the invite chat to the uh, Trovo chat as well, in case White Wheat wants yeah. on. Yeah, dude, definitely get White Wheat on. He's always a riot. All right, I'll stop the recording here and then.